Nine, 60 seconds. Best recorders, high speed. Five. Open solo fuel four, vent. Open. Three, two, one, zero. Start. Hello and welcome to the next episode of our Crossroads podcast. Uh, today with Chandraya Gopani, uh, who is the associate professor at uh, Govind Balapan Social Science Institute in Allahabad in India. Welcome, Chandraya. Thank you, Jiri, for uh, this conversation. I'm very happy to have a conversation with you. Thank you very much. So Chandraya, as we were discussing about our interview, we realized that uh, it would be very beneficial to start with your personal background. So you are a political scientist, you are from Telangana, from the South India, now working in North India, in Uttar Pradesh, and you are working on the topics and questions of caste, untouchability, Dalit Bahujan movement and some other social issues. So maybe can you start, can you unfold the whole interview with your personal story? Yeah, so thank you, thank you Jiri for uh, this uh, basic question. I think I am also very comfortable with this question. So I I born and brought up in a Dalit family. So in a district called Mahbubnagar district in Telangana state. So this district is basically backward district. Uh, there is no proper irrigation, illiteracy is more in terms of uh, infrastructure is also very low. So it is known as a, a district for labor migration. Uh, so I am the first generation uh, educated Uh, person from my family. My parents are not educated, my brothers are not educated, my ancestors are also not educated. So I am the first person who educated uh, past plus two uh, graduation in my uh, entire region. So not only in my community, uh, not only in my village, in entire surrounding regions I am the first graduates from my family. So, when I passed graduation, there was a, uh, my father used to do as a, almost it's like a bonded labor. Uh, so, my mother is also agricultural laborer. My brothers also agricultural laborers. So, when I uh, passed graduation, I, I did my uh, 10th class intermediate graduation in hostels, government hostels. So I would say that without government hostels uh, where I can get uh, three times meals and uh, free education, without those government hostels I could have not studied at all. So in a way for the Dalits, Dalit students, government hostel is the big source for their education. Uh, imagine there was a case where Uh, I I come to know three times food, eating three times food only when I came to government hostel. 
but that was the case in my family there was no three time meals so point i'm trying to bring to you so this is the kind of situation family background i came so after graduation again i wrote a entrance i came to university university was the place where i become very active and uh, university was the place where i also realized my potential uh, not because of uh, classroom readings and all that because of my active involvement in the student movements so student movement able you no know, made me more conscious about uh, my you know my existence my problems and that gave me more strength so in university of hyderabad i did my ma political science mphil and phd in 2012 i joined as a assistant professor in allahabad in gb pan social science institute so these are my brief uh, educational and family background so i have been working here till also uh, yeah this is my educational background and family background okay thank you for the very introduction because we were not discussing it uh, you know to make you boast or to present your success story the reason behind that was that it can illustrate the contemporary situation of the lowest of the low of the untouchable caste of the dalits of the bahujans uh, and maybe as you have a direct personal experience uh, can you maybe describe very briefly how the caste and how the untouchability manifests itself in contemporary india because as we can see you have been studying like 20 years ago and it's still very present so can you maybe add some more example of the contemporary untouchability in india so you are right because uh, though there are changes because of technology because of uh, you know constitutional provisions in india uh because of urbanization and education improvement but still caste is the very deep rooted discriminatory uh, structure so remember because uh, when i my childhood uh, i was not allowed to enter into upper caste houses if i go back to my Uh, today after i being a professor in teaching in university if i go back to my village still that continues so i am not being a professor i can't even enter into temple so my education my educ- uh, my qualification my status doesn't matter uh, in front of caste so that means before 20 years back 30x what was existing still it is practiced so i can give many examples both from the south india and north india because uh, remember in uh, rajasthan when dalit boy you know um, put his uh, mustaches um, so there was a attack on dalit youth so keeping mustaches it become a you know problem to the upper caste so a human being can't keep their mustaches as they wish so and also the four days back a dalit woman was uh, drunk water in public tank uh, so upper caste have uh, considered is 
the Dalit women touching public tank as a impure. So they have purified with uh, cow dung, uh, cow dung urine. So that means uh, in today in 2022, if Dalits are not able to uh, water. So uh, what accessible to the water is a basic human right. So that basic human rights are denied. So in today also in many educational institutions, many dropouts are from the Dalit communities. If you take, so today if you take the in the many higher education institution in India, so there is a lack of diversity among the faculties. So after 75 years of independent India, you do not see the uh, diversity among the faculties. So Dalit's uh, faculties are less representation. Though there is a constitutional provisions, separate provisions for the Dalits. So that means these are the contemporary problems, how caste is, caste exclusion takes place in its more visible form. So there are many social boycotts uh, where social boycott is a consensus of the entire village against the Dalits. So therefore, there is a continuous attack on dignity of the Dalits throughout India. So some are reported in Maria, some are not reported. Uh, so therefore, uh, one has to understand this structural violence because caste itself is a violence. That may be reflect. Uh, 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 that may be manifested in atrocities, humiliation, exclusion, uh, in killing, maybe. But one has to understand caste itself is a violence. The manifestation of violence takes place with a degree. So these are the, some of the examples that are taking place in uh, contemporary India. Okay, Chandraya, thank you for this answer and maybe we shall move to another topic uh, and the topic uh, which you are currently studying a lot and it's the Dalit music. Uh, you are working extensively on Dalit music, uh, Dalit musical instruments, Dalit musical traditions. So can you maybe uh, tell us very briefly the very question why should we study Dalit music what's interesting in Dalit music how is it unique okay thank you Jerry uh, so it's a really very important question to be understood uh, both uh, because so because of the caste structure historically Dalits are marginalized in every field so in the case of music world because of, of uh, constitution, Indian constitution, uh, because of some improvement in the education, some improvement in economical conditions among the Dalit families, Dalit communities, there is a growing assertion among the Dalits against the caste structure, discrimination, inequality. So these uh, various Dalit movements across India uh, no, contributed for the development of their consciousness, political assertion. Hence, there is a growing literature. So, there, there are many Dalit uh, writers who produced the Dalit literature, which was not the case 
you know 100 years back or 50 years back because of the dalit movement uh, it created a ground it created a consciousness it produced the dalit writers who produced the dalit literature so they have contributed a lot in literature they are also contributing in politics so they are also contributing in terms of developing their own art you know uh, they are also developing their own culture or they are redefining their culture so food dress in every aspect in every aspect dalits are redefining their identity their dignity and so on so so music is one of the very important field in which there is a lesser discussion in academia academics in the public domain when it comes to dalit's contribution to the music so that's where my interest uh, i have been engaged in studying and understanding documenting writing on dalit music though there is a considerable literature in literary domain so there is a less focus among the activists among the academicians and studying the dalit music why should we have to study the dalit dalit contribution to music i feel historically dalit communities throughout india they, they are the creators of the music so they are the not only creators of the music they are the performers of the music how i am saying this because if you see the dalit communities closely each community dalit community historically they are associated with the some some instruments take for example parayas in tamil nadu associated with the parai uh, instrument uh, so parai is an instrument which parai community you uh, know played so it become a part of their identity without which they can't imagine their identity so in the same uh, case if you see the telugu region madiga madiga community is one of the numerically uh, larger community in telugu region associated with the dappu dappu instrument parai instruments are produced out of leather so that means uh, if you uh, if you take the other communities like uh, uh, let us say uh, there is a community called uh, bhavani or bhindla they are associated with the jamadika so there are traditional music if you see the adivasi communities i think each adivasi communities they created their own traditional music instruments it's not that somebody due to technology modern technology or some educated people or who are expert on music they produced music instruments and give it to them no these communities indigenous communities dalit communities they created their own music instruments so it is impossible if they do not have a music knowledge it is it is impossible to create a music instrument so that means precisely they have some sort of music knowledge thereby they are creating producing the some form of the music instrument so that's where i want to study dalit contributions dalit communities contribution to the music and music performance music instruments in what way they have contributed
so i am studying all these instruments in telugu region particularly in south india uh, i am studying music instruments along with that the process in which they uh, uh, create this music instruments how they perform what are the performers what kind of styles they perform so i am documenting music instruments performers uh, the process of uh, rhythms they produce uh, the social meanings of the rhythms how they are socially connected with the birth to death mm-hmm. different functions so in dalit among dalit Uh, communities music is in- intrinsic to their life so therefore mainstream uh, studies upper caste brahmanical uh, music traditions deny the contribution of the dalits most of the times dalits are reduced to the folk artist their music is reduced to the folk music or local music which does not reflect the indian culture mm-hmm. so that's it i am you know critiquing the dominant notion of the brahminical music which somehow become a representative of the indian culture whereas dalits were the large majority of the people who are have it uh who have a historical knowledge and music reduced to the local folk thereby they are not documented in the institutions mm-hmm. most of the institutions music academy aca- academies uh departments of the music institution all are engaged with the classical and dominant music traditions not with the dalit musical traditions so my study my interest uh, lies in documenting understanding uh, producing uh, the various archives on dalit music okay thank you uh, maybe just if i got it right the problem of the public perception or the perception of the dalit music by the caste hindus is not about that they would uh, like to appropriate the dalit culture or dalit music the problem is more about not even recognizing it yes because it has also some connections uh, with the leather from which the instruments are being made uh, so am i right yes you are right absolutely okay right. so maybe can you can you maybe just elaborate a bit more uh, on about uh, how do the mainstream society or the caste hindus Hindus perceive the Dalit music. Yeah. So you are right, absolutely right. Because we have to uh, see how il- traditionally uh, Dalits, Achamars in North India, South India, uh, Madigas, are associated with the leather. Leather played a crucial role in the production. either it is agriculture production and other uh, you know instruments there are many music instruments which are produced out of leather and in indian caste structure 
Leather was purely associated with the untouchable communities, particularly you know, Chamars and Madhikas and other Dalit communities. So when there are so many music instruments which are produced out of leather and Dalits are involved in producing the leather, so that means they are directly contributing to the music but their contribution is denied. Take for example, recently uh, T.M. Krishnan wrote a book uh, who is a uh, Karnataka musician, vocalist. Uh, uh, the title of the book is uh, Sebastian and its sons, his sons, in which he argues, he brings that tabala, which is a product of the leather, is a uh, crucial part uh, instrument in the classical music. But in the classical music, uh, in the entire uh, classical music uh, knowledge, the tabala role and the people who produce the tabala are missing. So that means directly Dalis who are involved in producing tabala which is a part, a very crucial part of the classical music, was not studied or recognized. So that means they are in a, directly when Dalis are contributing the classical music, their contributions as a producers of the music instrument are denied. Not only that, because if you if you see the uh, so-called mainstream uh, uh, music traditions like Karnataka music and uh, the other music uh, traditions. Uh, so they are considered to be a pure music or they are considered to be a classical music. They are considered to be a, a, a music with pride. So here we have to understand who decides classical music. Why it is a pure music? Can there be a pure music, impure music? A music is music. Uh -huh. I think in because of the caste structure, caste prejudice, because of the caste Brahmanical purity and impurity that is reflected in in, uh, in the music. So that is why Dalit music considered as impure music, the Brahmanical music is considered as a pure music. So this we have to, this division, hierarchy of uh, music we have to understand. So that is why the dominant musical traditions never recognized the Dalit contribution to the music their uh, styles, rhythms, uh, their performance, most of the, in fact, the classical so-called uh, music is considered as a divine music. So in Dalit, Dalit music is basically, is a part of the labor. So there is a, a strong link between labor and music production among the Dalit communities. Uh -huh. Whereas in classical music, 
the classical music is somehow linked with the god and divine so that's where we have to see that division so since dalit music is directly linked with the labor their rhythms songs and their uh, you know styles of singing uh, you know uh, beating the drum playing the drum and other instruments are directly linked with the, their labor everyday labor relationship mm-hmm. their with nature so their with, with the, their cultures their food and festivals so their uh, you know praising with the natural resources so these are all this is the life world of the dalit music when it comes to the dominant upper caste brahminical music it is a god divine bhakti so it's nothing to do with the labor nature uh, with the everyday reality of the human life so that is why if you do not understand study the subaltern music dalit music we can't you uh, know uh, it will be incomplete to you uh, know uh, uh, to understand the indian musical traditions mm-hmm. so without subaltern dalit musical traditions uh, it will be a incomplete uh, study to understand the indian musical studies that's where uh, both from the traditional to modern dalits are producing a way variety of music uh, styles so there is a traditions of music mm-hmm. uh, can you maybe can you maybe give us a few examples of like the traditional dalit musical form rhythms topics uh, you know like what is like the typical dalit folk or you are avoiding the term folk but what is like the typical dalit song about for example take for example uh, in telugu uh, there is a uh, dalit musical instrument called uh, dappu uh-huh. which is a drum which is a drum uh, dappu is a produced out of leather Uh, and madigas madigas only played traditionally in fact this dappu is used in the village to announce any any information to pass information to the entire village so dappu as a social function in the village it is dappu is used to pass any information in the village to different communities uh-huh. not merely to the dalits so dappu dappu has a social function uh-huh. dappu there are many rhythms uh, to uh, there is a uh, there are different rhythms to different occasions for death there is a different rhythm for festival there is a different rhythm so for uh, puberty celebrations there is a different rhythm so each rhythm uh, as its own function so it is uh, it has its own social meaning 
so so that is why if you uh, i i was studying a dappu uh, artist called surya bhagwant rao who is was a illiterate but was a great dappu artist uh-huh. who developed a rhythms which can be competed with the classical music uh-huh. he proved on his on dappu he played those rhythms in challenging the classical rhythms mm-hmm. so he proved that dappu is not less than classical mrudangam mm-hmm. so in that way but however this dappu rhythms are not recognized though this uh, surya bhagwant rao worked for almost 30 years as a instructor in the university he his contribution is not recognized at all so that means institutions are not paying attention to recognize or document these music instruments and their performers mm-hmm. so performers dalit perform music performers carry a stigma mm-hmm. so this stigma always make them low so that means instrument has a stigma those who play that instrument also carry the stigma so ultimately this whole process killing the the knowledge of the subaltern communities and music okay so are actually that it somehow using their own traditional music as a part of their struggle for equality yes you are right because we have to see in the contemporary times many dalit uh, uh, groups across india using both traditional and modern uh, music for their uh, no uh, movements particularly for the social justice cause take for example in uh, there are many groups like uh, casteless collective from tamil nadu manidanai manidanagave madithidal vendum endre unida bhuktannandre thondinare manmele madamendum saadi endrum makkalai pirikkindra மடமையை மாற்ற வேண்டும் என்றே மீண்டும் இறந்தாரே which is a new group started 4 years back in 2017 or so பாரஞ்சித் uh, he was the director of the you know films uh, he is the young who collected you know who you know, gathered the young dalit artist from slums mm-hmm. uh who are uh, who are involved in uh, playing the traditional music uh who are the singers traditional singers so he you know gathered the young artist from the dalis he made a band that is called casteless collective casteless collective so these young dalis 
who are traditionally involved in tradition performing the traditional music singing songs in the slums in the villages came together formed a, a band called costless collective began to use modern instruments along with the traditional instruments and producing the songs against the injustice against the exploitation uh no they are using for their movements so they are talking about climate justice mm-hmm. they are talking about the social justice they are talking about the gender justice they are uh, no uh, they are supporting the farmers movements so they are also for uh, no uh, supporting the transgender movement mm-hmm. so in a way they are experimenting building movement mm-hmm. using music as a great source against the injustice mm-hmm. so taking inspiration from the blacks blacks community black community in us so uh, if you see the you uh, know some of this young uh, chops you know hang artist inspirations they narrate their inspiration from the black communities so uh, rock and roll rock music blue so entire you know uh, black music emergence in us uh-huh. uh, created a great impact on on some dalit youth in india and that you can see visibly among the costless collective band this is one band uh, so they are also using costumes in a modern style which was not the case in the uh, traditional uh, life because dalits have always seen in the traditional dress with the not you know with the not dignified you know clothes and all that but here is the case a young artist music band people using uh, no uh, suit with the blue suit indicating that blue suit which dr ambedkar used yes. to wear so taking inspiration from the uh, ambedkar they are using the blue suit with the modern instruments performing in the metropolitan cities indicating uh, to the you know world that we are no less than anybody you know uh, they are we are the great contributors to the music we use this music for the social justice it we use this music to create a costless society so for the social transformation so in a way they are creating a new journey, new phase of the dalit music so that you could see the same same uh, experiments you could also see in the maharashtra there are youth who are inspired by the ambedkar navayana buddhism the, uh, they created a band called dhamma wing or 
they are responding to the contemporary issues so there are in punjab uh, 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 there is a young uh, girl called ginni mahi musicians creating a music uh, taking pride in their community and creating a new music uh, for cha- uh, to challenge the caste system atrocities you know uh, praising their culture uh, taking you know inspiration from their icons so on constitution they wrote songs on their uh, leaders they wrote ambedkar sant ravidas and anti-caste thinkers they are creating a new songs which are circulated in whatsapp facebook across globe many people put it as a ringtone in their smartphones mm. every day they listen it mm. so taking inspiration creating a songs using music using technology using media and bringing some change among the dalit communities is a new phase of you know dalit musical traditions so it's not only about uh, the sense of uh, pride on the historical instrument it's more about the sense of belonging to the group which is being oppressed and it's struggling for the emancipation yes you are right you are right and Because using even like the modern forms such as yes rap music would be like a typical example yes yes you are right so because uh this this creates and christianity also uh, many dalits are converted into christianity when they went to churches singing songs using modern instruments in church also created a you know uh, a sense of music among them so many youth who are converted into christianity got familiarity with the music new modern music instruments so they began to use it play it uh, you know singing songs so the same uh, their familiarity with the music in the church also used outside the church mm-hmm. so in order to consentize the their community people actually like the question of christianity would be interesting because uh, apart from the dalit emancipation uh, which also includes conversion to buddhism or christianity sometimes nowadays we can also see like a, let's say like a hindu conservative backlash when like the hindu right forces are trying to bring the dalits back into their fold is music also a part of this uh, reconversion or how to describe it uh, you know this attempt to reconvert dalit or to or to make them like the recognized members of the caste hindu society which is going on nowadays yeah so yeah because uh, uh, 
So now there is a process of reconversion, particularly from the right-wing groups who are uh, uh, no, propagating Garvapasi in the name of Garvapasi. So in the process, there are many conflicts um, uh, because in the in the way uh, in this process, music play uh, no some uh, songs are created by the these groups particular groups with the path of this conservative backlash ah, in backlash, the backlash. Yeah. so they created uh, music with the religious uh, content uh, in order to attract the mass people young illiterate people who can uh, you know who can dance and there are cases in some villages some you know bastis they organize a dj uh-huh where they play many songs so they created a, a, a kind of a, um, occasion where they can dance uh, no they can attract to some songs bhakti songs uh, mass songs so in order to attract this ink people in the slums in villages and so on and so forth so in that way they are using also the uh, Uh, religious fundamental groups also using some s- traditional styles uh, ragas or tunes uh, uh, in uh, no spreading the uh, no this religious message among these groups mm. but it's more but it's, if i get it correctly it's still more about like presenting like the caste hindu music to attract the untouchables the dalits to the hindu folk or is it about appropriation of the dalit music okay during these so, campaigns yeah so it both both okay. it is both because in films uh, many times dalit uh, dance forms dalit music instruments uh, dalit music styles are used without even recognizing acknowledging the dalit communities and the dalit artist so this goes uh, this is one side story in films mm-hmm. the other side is in during political campaigns in uh, uh, polit- political parties also use dalit artist singers for their political purpose mm-hmm. because uh, they they give some money and they take their content their styles their music for the uh, dominant political parties uh, for their political you uh, know power came so there are many artists who are uh, who are used by the dominant uh, political parties for their political benefits uh, this you could see anywhere um, in every state so that is why there is a appropriation of the dalit music in the films and the other occasions there is also misuse of the dalit music and music uh, uh, dalit artist uh, by the upper caste for their political benefits both are happening at a time in different occasions mm-hmm. So we cannot generalize that uh, that would be like uh, like a 
upper caste music positioned against the lower caste or Dalit music. It's being like exploiting and used uh, in a mixture. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, it is true. That is why the most see music. There is now today one side are engaged in documenting their contribution to the music mm-hmm. as such. The another side Dalits are using the music for their social justice purpose. In the process Dalit community is also critiquing the dominant forces of uh, misusing the music and hegemonizing the music through institutions uh-huh. because most of the music instruments uh, music schools in the universities in the colleges are dominated by the upper caste in the department of music if there is no representation for the dalit communities how that music knowledge in the department in the university become inclusive if there is no representation from the subaltern communities and dalit communities for hundreds of the years in the music departments in theater uh, departments in the art uh, departments you don't see much of the presence from the dalit communities or marginalized communities that means arts music in literary uh, departments the dalit presence are very less so therefore art music all those things has to be seen from the dalit perspectives in india then only we can understand a music from the grassroots art from the uh, grassroots okay so maybe the last question which is quite obvious how do you see the dalit music in the following years do you think that this struggle for recognition of dalit music can succeed no, definitely because uh, i i hope many young scholars from universities uh, uh, will engage with the dalit music both from the academic side and from the activist side artist side there should be a greater engagement with the documenting the dalit uh, contribution to the music understanding the journey uh, of the performers and also changes in the dalit music and also uh, there is a need of uh, young artist who has to utilize the modern uh, instruments along with the traditional instruments uh, for their you uh, know movements so that is why young artists are coming only they are uh, looking for an opportunity uh, to perform show their talent uh, as a singers as a artist as a music composers so if you see the tv shows reality tv shows singing competition music competition in the tvs you will see in all the competitions upper caste are the judges upper caste are the competitors so you will hardly find judges from the dalit community so contestants from the dalit communities 
so that means neither in the universities nor in the reality shows dalits do not get proper you know place representation so therefore government from the government side from the civil society side they have to promote uh, artist from the dalit community and also dalit movement uh should take care in promoting the dalit artist music composers uh create a resources for the young artist to create bands uh and uh, create opportunities to make them to perform for the social cause uh so therefore i feel uh, there is a need of great attention study uh with the collective effort uh, there is a great future for the dalit music definitely it will be a uh, dalit young artist will uh, vibrantly productively contribute uh, utilize music for the social cause uh these all new experiments across india from punjab maharashtra tamil nadu uh, north india uttar pradesh uh with the consciousness of kanshiram movement bhojan movement which is spreaded all india young people are coming out experimenting with the little resources in their own way Uh, one has to connect these young people create a network uh, both in the institutional structure and outside the institutional structure so that there will be a great possibility for the flourishing of this dalit music traditions okay thank you chandraya for the interview thank you jiri it's for uh, uh, for this wonderful uh, conversation we will continue to have this conversation Uh, in coming days thank you very much and uh, i would also like to thank to our audience for listening to this episode of the crossroads podcast which is prepared by the check online newspaper alarm and the strategy av21 of the check academy of sciences my name is yuri grechik and i wish you a nice day